Hello and welcome to the CYC Podcast, produced by Catholic Youth Camp and the St. Thomas More Center in the Diocese of Des Moines. My name is Ben Friedman. I'm the Director of Social Media in the Off-Season for CYC. I'm a longtime volunteer at camp, and I also serve on the Board of Directors for the St. Thomas More Center. The aim of this podcast is to give you an inside glimpse at Catholic Youth Camp. We do this by talking directly with volunteers, staff members, and others with even very small connections to camp in order to learn how CYC has impacted them, any big news about camp happenings, and talk about Catholicism in the world today. In this first episode, I'm thrilled to talk with a longtime friend of mine, Rachel Seidel. Rachel served as a CYC summer staff member in 2017 and since then has become an active volunteer at CYC as a director. Rachel now works for the Catholic Foundation of Southwest Iowa, which works directly with the St. Thomas More Center to provide funding and programming. Rachel and I talk about what it's like working as a staff member at camp and discuss some of the most impactful experiences we've had at CYC. She shares why camp is such a unique place that holds a special spot in her heart, and we talk about some of our favorite camp stories as well. So without further ado, here's the first episode of the CYC podcast with our guest, Rachel Seidel. Hello. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> good, how are you? I'm so good. Cool. Thanks for asking. Cool. Welcome yeah. to Welcome to the podcast that you're on. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I guess, you know, first question for you, Rachel, is if you, you just introduce yourself for, uh, for everyone listening. Sure. Um, my name is Rachel Seidel. Um, I am 24. Um, I live in West Des Moines. I grew up in Urbandale and then moved to West Des Moines after college. I went to St. Pius in Urbandale and then Dowling in West Des Moines for high school and then I went to Loris College um, for my four years of college. Shout out. Go do Hawks. Go do Hawks. <laughs> Go do Hawks. Um, and then I studied public relations at Loris and now I am living on my own. Living the dream. <laughs> um, working, I my family lives in town, all except for my sister. She lives um, a couple hours away, but I have um, two siblings in town, and my parents are in town, so that's cool. And then uh, I have a roommate. That's pretty fun. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> the lowdown, I guess. That's the lowdown. Yeah. That's great. Um what is so tell us about what tell us tell me i don't tell me it's just you and me it's here just you. Uh, <laughs> uh tell me about your involvement at cyc did you i don't know this about you actually i don't know did you camp for a long time did you oh, camp at all um no um, i camped once i camped um the summer going into i think seventh grade I'm not quite sure. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I didn't love, like, the sweatiness, being outside, not showering a whole lot, <laughs> and being with other smelly kids. But um, I loved, like, the atmosphere of camp, and I wanted to go back the next year, but I didn't have any um, of my close friends from school that, like, wanted to go with me. Like, they were all going to, I think, a different 
camp that summer or they were doing something on their own. And I was just like, uh, okay, well, I guess I just won't go. But um, I wanted to. And then a couple of years later, um, my brother was on summer staff and he suggested that I sign up to council. So I did. And then I kind of just re-fell in love, re-got involved with camp and everything it has to offer. So now I am, I guess I was, I counseled for a couple summers and then I was on staff for a summer and now I have directed two summers and was supposed to direct this summer, but sadly Mm -hmm. did not get to. So, um, yeah, at this point I'm a director. (laughs) Yes. After a good long long process of other things. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So when Matt, your brother, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. You have one brother, right? <laughs> yes, him. Not to not to expose Matt on the podcast. Can't say anything bad about him now. <laughs> right? Yeah. So when Matt convinced you to come back and counsel, what was the, what did you, like, uh, explicitly? What did you or specifically? Not explicitly is the word I was looking for. Specifically, what did you? Um, like most about being back and what did you fall in love with as you said um I think for me it was mostly the people that I got to know I signed up just like blindly for a random week I didn't have um anyone else that had like I didn't know anyone else that was signing up for that week but I ended up um my roommate's fiance Jesse Coleman was that week and one of his good friends Jack Pitzer um and just like a handful of people that I'm still super close with to this day um, were all signed up for that week. And so I just, like, I felt like I fit with kids my age. Um, and that was really, really exciting for me, I guess. I don't... Uh, I had a lot of friends in high school, but not, like, besties. But I think I found, like, a lot of good friends through that week at camp and people that I'm still friends with to this day so that is Mm -hmm. probably the thing that kept me coming back as well as just the um the joy that everyone experiences while they're there that was something that was super powerful for me as well yeah how do you I I, I, it's such like a um a common thread of people experiencing um yeah some sort of radiant or just a, a palpable joy at camp. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is kind of a, a tough or a, a, a not easy question to maybe figure out, but how do you describe it or what, how would you, yeah, explain that joy? Oh, that is, yeah, that's hard. Um, <laughs> ah, I mean, it's something that I feel every time I go back to camp, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that resurfaces, like, no matter how long I'm there or who I'm there with. Like, that joy always resurfaces every time I'm there. Um, I guess this comes with, like, other stories. But, like, there are just there are certain moments that I can remember in, like, my first two or three years counseling that I, like specific moments in time that I remember exactly where I was and remember just feeling like this is the best day of my life type of thing Mm -hmm. um and that I don't know that's I guess I think that's why I feel it every time I go back is that I have all those really strong moments in time there that 
they just make you really happy. <laughs> and that's such I think a good answer. I've I've determined that it all just kind of stems from um, Jesus being present, and that is um, what I've pinned it down to. I think that like they all have just an underlying common factor of you know Christ is present in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so I want to ask about some of those specific <laughs> moments, but I feel like I also, I, I, when I prefaced you with a text before this <laughs> podcast, you might have already written some down. I don't uh, know if any of those yeah. line up, but yeah. Um, yeah, so tell me about some of those, oh, I guess. Okay. We'll, we'll jump to those, yeah. Um the one I'm really I'm really like hang on I'm I'm really like hitting you with like some hard questions like right off the bat I just want to apologize I love I could talk about (laughs) camp for literally forever so I do not care um it's my favorite thing to talk about good good um one that I remembered while looking at the text you sent me of questions the one that I pulled out was um you had asked me what my favorite camp activity was and this was like the one Mm -hmm. moment that led to me discovering that (laughs) answer um my favorite camp activity is camp-wide soccer campers versus counselors (laughs) I don't know why it's just it's just my favorite thing because there are like less than 20 counselors or staff members against like a hundred campers and it's just like Mm. pure chaos but it's awesome and it's so much fun but I remember um one maybe like 2015 2014 when I was counseling there was just one moment where I was like I don't play soccer I played soccer uh maybe till like third grade and I was just running around trying to school some kids <laughs> and like right right as you always do um right right <laughs> and i was just like goofing around and then the ball somehow ended up on the other end of the field and i was watching other kids and other counselors down there cuz i obviously wasn't going to run to the other end of the field i was just like watching people run around and be stupid and having fun and it was just like it it felt like a scene out of a movie where I was just like mm-hmm. floating above everything else just like observing it yeah. happen it was just so cool and it was one it, I just had like realized I want to say it was Wednesday or Thursday and I had realized that like nothing that like mattered back at home mattered in that moment to me except I mean obviously mm-hmm. my family is important but like none of like the things that I worried <laughs> about like school or Mm -hmm. my job or whatever like none of those things mattered because I was just so fully present in what was going on it was just very it was a breath of fresh air and it was Mm -hmm. yeah really cool and so that is why uh campers versus counselors counselors soccer is my favorite thing to do at camp (laughs) it's so much fun yeah Mm -hmm. I just like I don't know I just run around and scream and I don't know. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. I, when I, yeah, the one, the year I was on staff, uh, I scored two goals <laughs> that summer. And, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, think I've yeah, ever yeah. scored a goal in camp white soccer. Ugh. <laughs> it's so annoying. I, uh, one was a header, which I was like, <laughs> it was not even on purpose. If I remember right, I think That's I got, awesome. 
essentially hit in the head with the ball <laughs> and I was near the goal and it bounced and in. oh it was fantastic <laughs> and then one of them was like 40 feet out uh-huh. I just just launched it I was like this might hit someone <laughs> if it, it absolutely could um but it what it what it did hit was like upper 90 and I was like this isn't yeah like no it's no big deal it's whatever so I just left I just I didn't even play the rest of the game I just left so that's awesome um, just leave it and all the yeah. kids are like oh, he's so good at soccer yeah right oh my gosh. and you're like yeah I know <laughs> I was like signing autographs the whole week it was like crazy but in oh reality that's the first goal you've ever scored ever <laughs> playing soccer I had a breakdown later that week I was like I can't I this is this isn't me this isn't right. I'm a fake. This, I'm I'm upholding this image that I'm a, I confessed. If that's what confession is for. Yes. No. I'm just, <laughs> that's being obnoxious. No, I don't know that I've ever <laughs> scored a goal in camp white soccer, which is sad. But maybe someday. Maybe 2021. <laughs> that's my summer. No. 2021. Wait. That's the goal. Yeah, 2021. That's my goal. Yeah. My goal is to get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> you wake everyone up you're like hey guys what if we like uh played soccer all the campers are like we've played soccer a million times rachel you're like but what if we just like went out to the just field one more. Just, like, one more game. just like guys come on <laughs> that's my dream i remember last year when i was i directed with abby livingston week five last summer and mm. we had kind of like been helping with counselors cleaning up after dinner and it was like Thursday of week five and I was like Abby listen I have yet to play evening activities <laughs> campwide soccer this entire week and if I don't get to do it I might cry and she was like Rachel just go I will help with the dishes like I got it covered just go and I was like thank you so much and so I ran up to the big field and I was just like running around like a chicken with its head cut off it was so excited mm-hmm. and so these these little <laughs> third graders I don't even know yeah we have regular weeks they were like third through eighth graders they're just like schooling me from every single angle and I'm like holy cow what's going they're on they're incredible yeah they're so good yeah. and like you think like you could you think your you think your age gives you some sort of like upper <laughs> hand longer on these, legs than these, on these kids, campers. right? Yeah. Right, but and it's just not even remotely no. close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's nice. Amazing. It's it's very humbling, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. That's my favorite camp activity. Um, okay. there was one other time, one of those moments that like I just had experienced joy in that moment um mm-hmm. well now I just thought of like four more as I was saying that but one time great. I think I was sitting at in the back row of outdoor chapel at night and I was finding my star and I don't know what had happened or what someone was talking about but in that moment I just felt like the most joy I've ever felt and I that was like the moment that I I think it was two summers before I was eligible for staff but that was when I, like, had decided, or maybe it was one year, that was when I decided I was, like, I want to make it a goal of mine to apply for a staff. Um, mm. And it was it was more so the goal of I want to be on staff, but obviously I have no control over that. But it was more right. so, like, 
this is something that I know I could grow a lot through because this is like the place where I've grown the most and so mm-hmm. um I like I remember sitting there in that week and just being like oh man someday this is gonna be my job for an entire summer and then and then mm-hmm. being my job and that was really cool and yeah. everything <laughs> I had dreamed it would be <laughs> right <laughs> so tell me yeah tell me about what you did uh on summer mm-hmm. staff and yeah what that I guess I'm giving you such a broad question I was gonna say what is what was that like <laughs> but it is like the it is like riding a mechanical bull for 11 <laughs> weeks straight instead of like 10 seconds <laughs> that's probably like the closest analogy I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing I appreciate that a whole lot I, I just I just I just was thinking about I didn't that wasn't like something planned that was I'm, I'm thinking about oh, it too I'm goodness. like I'm really proud I think that fits really well anyways it does. No, it does what really was well. your <laughs> what was your role on staff and I I don't I don't know I kind of want to let you just be like what was your experience like yeah um I was <laughs> in the office for the 11 weeks of the summer so I was in mm. charge of um, taking photos every week and posting them for parents to see, and then also upkeep of social media and creating the weekly videos um, that were shown at the end of the week that families could buy for their campers. Um, so I had a lot of help, that's for sure, in terms of getting enough pictures throughout the week. My fellow staff members mm-hmm. were very helpful in that realm, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. But I love being behind a camera um I don't know why I just do it's fun and it's it, it kind of creates a new perspective on yeah um the things that you've been doing forever um and I yeah I really really loved that week it was tough and challenging to be um inside a lot of the time while everybody was as I'm sure you know um mm. uh, <laughs> it, while everybody was out side in the heat which sometimes I didn't mind because the air conditioning was nice but um it was tough sometimes being um the staff member that not everybody knew because I wasn't always with the campers or tough Mm -hmm. just not always being involved in what was going on nonetheless it was the best summer of my life and will forever be the greatest job that I have ever had um Mm -hmm. I really loved living in community with the other staff members. I think there were 11 of us that summer. Mm. Um, Two were seminarians, and um, I'm still very good friends with all of the girls that were on staff. Um, It was a whole new experience, like, living with the people that you work with. Um, But it was also just so much fun. Like, every you like get to hang out with your friends all summer working but like you get to hang out with your friends and that was really cool Mm -hmm. and the best part about it was that like we all got to grow in our faith like it was part of our job to go to mass every day um it was part Mm -hmm. of our job to lead prayer it was part of our job to teach faith program and to um guide people in their faith while also being spiritually fed um ourselves that was really Mm -hmm. important and I know um Alex always made that like a focal point that she was like you can't feed others 
until you are also like nourished. And so um, the daily adoration, the daily mass, um, things like that were really, really good for me. I think they um, instilled that necessity in mm-hmm. in my heart. Um, mm-hmm. I don't go to daily mass every day of my life, but I work across from the cathedral downtown. So I was, um, when I started working full time, I, I often went to daily mass. I haven't been in the office for four months, but um, right. for a while I was able to go to mass a couple of times a week. And that was um, something that I wouldn't have done if it weren't for that summer on staff. So yeah. it kind of allowed me to create my faith into being something that I lived and not just something that I did at camp or did at the right time. But it was something mm-hmm. that was like part of my life. Um, I learned a lot yeah. from Alex Kramer, the seminarian, um, one of the seminarians on staff. He taught me a lot just about like church teaching that I didn't necessarily know. That was really exciting for me. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that I just answer saw, your question? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I don't know what the question is. I have was. like a million, a million points off of that okay. that I want to touch on, which is great, <laughs> which is amazing. Well, first I saw Alex Kramer on oh. Sunday. Alex Kramer Wait. is a seminarian for the Diocese of Des Moines for context uh, for those listening. Yes. And he is home, as are all the Des Moines seminarians right now, right? To my knowledge, I think, I think At so. least in the States, because a lot of them go to Italy to study, which At is really least, cool. But I think for another month or two. <laughs> yeah, and so Alex is uh, in assist, or helping out at St. Luke the Evangelist oh, in Ankeny. So, I didn't know he was um, Nice. Yeah, and my brother-in-law uh, has or was mm-hmm. helping coordinate the... Um, uh, first communion mass so alex was there nice. as well so it was really cool to see him as well as father james downey yeah. who has whoop, whoop. connections to camp which is great mm-hmm. um yeah so that was really cool to see alex and i was taking pictures all mass so i couldn't talk to him <laughs> well you can't talk that i said that weird it wasn't like i would have been talking to him anyways <laughs> but before mass yeah. i was running around getting everything set up so i couldn't catch up with him very well but sure. um so that was great yes. um but anyways, also going back to one of the first things you said about, um, yeah, just being the media and office person on staff. So also for those listening, um, Rachel is referencing the fact that, so she was on staff in 2017. Mm-hmm. I was on staff the following year. So we weren't on staff. We were not on staff the same years, no. but we did the exact same role. So Ben did it a um, lot better I than to, I did though. That's for sure. No, and I, no, Rachel, <laughs> no. who trained, who trained That's me, Rachel? That's true, I did, but yeah. you were yeah. a lot more creative, I think, in the role than I was. <laughs> well, I appreciate you laying some <laughs> great groundwork, seriously, because it was a lot of fun and I just had so much yes, fun. Just, it was a blast. Like being behind a camera too, yeah. I mean, you said that really well. I think there's something really interesting about that specific role on staff as you, I, I was thinking about this and, and man, I think my like analogy game is like killing it right now because I'm thinking about like the different, okay. So I was thinking about how, like when you're camping, it's like, you're like eating at a restaurant. Right. Sure. And you're counseling. It's like, you're the, you're the waiter. Like you get to be part of the experience a little bit and you're uh, like, you're making the experience for those campers. Mm-hmm. And, and, Rachel and I have both had 
those experiences and and being a staff on staff and directing too. So we, I, I, it's really hard to say like my year, my summer on staff, like I loved, I look back on that summer so fondly, just like so many memories, but I loved counseling too. Mm -hmm. And I loved camping. Of course, it's been so long Mm -hmm. since that was a opportunity, but like, um, I loved every part of it. And so as counseling, you're like, you're like the wait staff. And then when you're on staff, it's like you're the cooks, like you're you're playing the background role and you're uh-huh. you're kind of like <laughs> seeing everything. Yeah, you're seeing everything happen and you're making those experiences uh-huh. happen. So walking around with a camera every day was so interesting because you're you're literally like just just the tiniest bit like removed from the experience, which sounds a little bit sad in some regard, but it's also nice when you had you got taste of that when you got to like hand the camera off to someone else. Mm-hmm. You get to be part of it fully, but at the same time, you get like a oh my gosh, for lack of a better, of a better way to like explain it, it's like you're like a parent watching kids mm-hmm. like have fun, mm-hmm. like the sense of joy. Just like maybe I'm not part of what's happening, but like I get to like get capture that and, and see it and uh-huh. and experience it in a different way. I guess you yeah. know. I don't know. I always appreciated being able to do that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) I thought yeah it was very unique in being able to witness it all happen even though it wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily you like in that moment but like witnessing all of those campers have their I love camp moments like it was just Mm -hmm. very nostalgic and very I don't know yeah joyful yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I for the life of me, why can't I remember? Wait, I'm jumping ahead too far. My, so, my my summer on staff, a big focus of mine was like, just along with this whole like being the media media role person. Mm-hmm. A big focus of mine was working on what I've known or understood to be passive leadership, which is this idea of leading, but from not an not a role in the spotlight mm-hmm. or not like a, not having yes. the microphone directing yes. the people, but setting up the microphone so that other people can mm-hmm. lead, you know. Um, and Bill, what's Bill's last name? For the life Mesher? of me, why can't I remember? Bill Mesher. <laughs> why? Yes, Bill Mesher. Bill Mesher. Gosh dang it. Um, <laughs> when I, my last year that I counseled, Bill was my director, and I remember him mm-hmm. saying uh, to me that I was, like, a really great active leader, and I could be in front of people and, and uh, extroverted and loud and energizing Very and that true. kind of thing. But he was like, yeah, which was, which was great. And it was a great strength to have. But he was like, see, and he phrased it better than I'm probably phrasing it now. But he said, see what you can do with being a passive leader. Like, mm-hmm. what can you do to give someone else that spotlight or that role and, and allow, like, other people to be in the limelight, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um and so I took that into my summer and, and was able to, like, especially it was just so nice to be able to have that in such a, a role that fit that kind of mindset so well, mm-hmm. where you're even, like, talking about your soccer uh, <laughs> experience, you know? Like, you you weren't playing in that. You weren't, like, the ball wasn't even on your side of the field yeah. in that particular moment, but you get to experience and be a... You're, you're enabling that experience to happen, not just for yourself, but for other people, too. For sure. And it's a really special thing, yeah. And I think I didn't even, like... It's nice that you had that mindset going into it. It took me a couple weeks to, like, 
understand that that was my role, which is totally fine. Mm. But like going into it, I hadn't thought about that perspective that I was kind of not the one that all of the campers see every day. I wasn't going canoeing with them. I wasn't on the zip line with them. I wasn't um, lifeguarding them. Like it was, it, I don't know mm-hmm. if I used that word right. It, it, it just wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't always in front of them, um, which was fine. I don't love being the person in the spotlight. So I was completely fine with mm-hmm. it. I was just used to, as a counselor, people know you just because you're a counselor. Um, and so I understood it after a couple weeks. Um, but I, I guess, continue to just become more and more comfortable with not being recognized and not being, um, yeah, recognized. And then when I moved into the director's Mm -hmm. role, everybody knows your name. All of the campers know your name, whether you want them to or not, they know your name. And so it was quite the transition there as well just like (laughs) having them scream your name all at once versus like I remember one time I was doing I did when I was on staff I like to do zipline on Mondays because I was trained for zipline but I didn't really have any other free time that Mondays was normally like my more relaxed day because there was less for me to be doing on Mondays and I was on the zipline with Anthony Batani summer staff Mm -hmm. legend Anthony and he um (laughs) he as a his twin brother Ryan often he makes jokes and like tries to get people to guess which brother he is or what his name is mm-hmm. um and so every yeah. time kid would come up to the zip line he'd be like hey do you know my name and they would most of the time say Anthony I think we had one or two say Ryan but they would say Anthony and then he'd be like do you know her name and they'd be like uh uh, and I'd be like, okay, come on. <laughs> like, it's not that hard. So it's like, there were yeah. just two very different extremes of like being well known and then being like people not knowing who you are, except for the fact that you have a summer staff shirt on. Um, right. Yeah. And both roles are very, very necessary at camp. And I think that's mm-hmm. the cool thing is that there's a role for everyone, no matter what kind yeah. of leader you are, passive or um, what was the other one you said? More active, More I active, would say. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Active would yeah. be the opposite of passive, so that makes <laughs> sense. But I think no matter what kind of leader you are, there's a there's a role for you at camp, and that's yeah. what I think is super cool about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think for, yeah, you said it so well. I mean, I think for me as a counselor, it, it, it fit myself easier to be a more active leader. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you're right you know, you're right alongside the kids as they have these amazing experiences. Um, but yeah, I just like to build off of what you're saying. Like I, I can think of several counselors that I know who like just shine in a, like a more passive role. Like they just like, just, just having like, just being the support system for just like a few kids Mm -hmm. or like maybe a camper who's not, you know, having or has having some a lot of home, homesickness mm-hmm. of some sort and these can these counselors who are just like so good at those like small moments mm-hmm. and maybe not everyone knows their name but like they do exactly what they're great at exactly. and what you know is going to enable the whole camp to do a really good job so yeah um yeah it's just cool to have those different roles for everyone mm-hmm. um one thing that i was thinking of too rachel was um a specific memory that i have of um 
when we were both at camp at the same time, <laughs> you were directing uh, in 2018 and oh, no. I was on staff. And we, uh, so we both were in the, or I was, and you before that were in the uh, media role. Uh-huh. And w- with as much uh, <laughs> uh, tact and delicacy as possible, can you describe your experience printing the DVDs for each week and you know where I'm going yes, with this but just just to set up this story oh, no. um how how lovely was the DVD printer well, um this is funny <laughs> that you bring this up because I saw it honestly might have been today I was at camp <laughs> earlier today and I looked at my my Snapchat memories and there was a, mm. a video of me um I think it was freshman week because Brody, as a director, Brody was in it, Brody McCarthy, and he, mm-hmm. we were in the office. It was me, um, Elena Bartimas, Brody, Abby Livingston, and Jackson Dowd, I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to, like, hang out, I don't know, eat some food, play some games later, but I was like, guys, I gotta finish these DVDs, like... I just gotta finish them because I don't want to do them in the morning. Yeah, and this is this is your year on staff. Yes, right. Okay. Okay. Twenty seventeen. And so we had this DVD machine where like we would make the DVD on the computer and then um, stick the one DVD in this machine along with like twenty blank DVDs. So then the the machine would copy what was on the one onto the other twenty, so we could distribute the videos to campers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the machine, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know how to do this so delicately and so precisely. <laughs> and then just, the, just let The loose. machine decided when it wanted to work and when it didn't want to work. That machine, it would, it could make a hundred in one night or it could choose to make four in one night. Like you never really knew <laughs> what you were going to get. And so some nights, Thursday... Thursday nights or Friday mornings, I would just spend in the office trying to copy DVDs. And that that video that I was talking about, there was a timestamp on it, and it was like 1.40 in the morning. Like, all of them were up. They felt bad that I was in the office by myself. So they came and they just hung out in the office with me um, while I was printing those DVDs. And it was just the most frustrating thing. Like, not even just in that role as a camp staff member in any role that I've ever (laughs) held it was the most frustrating thing ever and I Mm. I don't know how old it was I think someone at some point told me that it was still fairly new which was so unbelievable because it was like a dinosaur it was I couldn't lift that thing it was massive like it was like a like a mini fridge yeah oh yeah it was just like uh it was just so (laughs) And so, okay, so I started even, I started putting the DVDs in and then like leaving for an hour, then coming back to see if they finished. So I just wasn't like frustrated sitting there. And whenever I did that, it would like only, it would only do like three and then it'd be like, oh, we had an error. And I'd be like, okay, well, I, I, if I sit here and watch it, they're all going to print just fine. But the second I leave is when it like runs into bumps and I just, I don't know. It was frustrating. Yep. Mm. I tried to be very pleasant during that because I didn't (laughs) want to be angry. Because I got all my anger out 
in the story you're about to tell. So proceed. <laughs> you are uh, you are ex- describing the experience incredibly well. <laughs> so even I think I remember you training me and introducing me to the machine and basically being like the machine, <laughs> the machine, right? And you basically being like it's I like it'll work for you sometimes. It was basically and you you. Like that was as much training as you could give me on it because it was just so it was it was had such a mind of its own that it would mm-hmm. just decide when to work and when to not. And I remember so. being like, I can't really like show you how to use it because it's never gonna use you're never gonna be able to use it how you want it to work. So like Yeah. I can tell you all I want, but like it's never gonna work that way for you. You're just gonna yep. have to figure it out on your own. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so here's the deal then. So then the summer <laughs> after Rachel had to deal with this machine the whole time. Oh, yeah. I tried to work with it for like the first week or two <laughs> and just instantly was just like, no, no chance. No chance. I'm work- like, I'm not even going to put up a fight with this thing. Like it just clearly does not just does not want to contribute. It just does not want to be a team player. So like, no, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not dealing with it. So. Player. No, I didn't. It is the it worst didn't. the worst member on staff for sure. <laughs> and I like so I figured out somehow, I think I did tons of Googling and forum searching or whatever, but like we had I no, it wasn't even is it iMovie? Mm-hmm. It wasn't iMovie, it was oh, it was iMovie, but with on the old Mac softwares in the office, there was also iDVD, which yeah. is a program that does not even exist. <laughs> you can't even like find it what? on a computer past like. Is it on yours? Do you have? No, one? I don't have a <gasps> Mac. I didn't know that it oh. was like discontinued though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like you can't. Fi- I don't remember how I knew that. I think like one of the computers in the office was maybe more updated mm. than the other one, and maybe, it was yeah. like. It wasn't on there. Or that was the reason we couldn't update, I think, was, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> iDVD, I figured out how to use it, and you could burn a DVD directly on the computer, and then any DVD you would burn, like, right afterwards, it would burn at, like, a fourth of the, like, or wait, it would burn, like, four times as fast. So, like, you would burn one DVD, and the video was, like, 20 yeah. minutes long, and so you would, it would take, like, 20 minutes to burn, you'd get the DVD, you're good. The next DVD you put in, it would take like five minutes. So my routine became just like run between the three computers. (laughs) Like there was three, three Macs that had iDVD. So I'd run between all three of them, like put in a DVD, run to the next one, put in the DVD, put in the DVD, run back to the first one, grab the one that burned, put in a new one. Yeah. It was like, it was the most ludicrous. It's it like sounds not efficient, like just but running like around more efficient yeah. because I know the machine right. and I know what it does. Yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. It was more efficient than that hunk of crap. Yeah. Is just like the bottom line. So However, here's the here's the main this is the gist fun of the part. story. I so <laughs> you go what? No, I was just you I'll share after you tell the story, you go. <laughs> so um I knew Rachel would be there later <laughs> that summer. And it was like a later... No, it was week five, right? You were week no, five. it was... I don't know what it was, but I... I was up during praise and worship. No, it was it was oh, freshman okay. week. I helped out with... Um, or maybe a senior week. I helped out with prayer teams, I think it was. That's right. 
because mm-hmm. it was during it was prayer teams and it was during praise and worship because I drove with um, Ryan Batani mm-hmm. and I think Sean Finn. So I was there. Yeah, okay. I think it was that prayer teams. Right so I was sure. there helping senior week later at night. Right. And you were like, okay, okay. do you have 10 minutes to spare before you leave? And I was like, <laughs> sure, they can wait. And then it was one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> so we, I've, I went to the office and found the old machine, which mm-hmm. I had stuffed away in the closet like halfway through week two because I was just like, yeah, I'm done with this thing. So I brought it out to like the lawn in front of Dingman Lodge mm-hmm. and we put down like this big like tarp or blanket mm-hmm. or something and I found two baseball bats and I handed one to Rachel and then who yeah. else Mike Mahoney was it there was, and also Nick Hope was, was there yeah, I think Colin took a swing Mike took a swing <laughs> uh, Nick took a swing you and I were going at it pretty hard and then <laughs> something someone else maybe I don't remember yeah but it was, anyways the point was to live out Yeah, live out like this, like, incredible adrenaline. I haven't experienced that much adrenaline in, like, a while. Oh, that was, like... I'm so excited. We have a video of it, and every time... Yeah. Every time... I'm going to go find that video after this is over, because I just really want to watch it. I just... Every time I just... Just watching the video, like, puts me back in that, like, adrenaline-driven spot. Like, I remember... (laughs) A, it hurt really bad because it was a metal bat, and the thing was like yeah. the the spot that I started hitting on the machine was oh, like yeah. it was it was like the hard drive of it, and it was like rock solid, and it was like dude, it was Im- it was like yeah, immovable. Yeah. I I get like my first bodily reaction whenever I remember that video is hitting the metal <laughs> baseball bat with the metal and just being like, like the, the tingling, like, the sting, yeah, yeah through the, the bat, tang- and then it just like oh, it like yeah. hurts your hands and like. It doesn't hurt, but, like, it's just not a nice feeling in your hands. It's, yeah, like, right. weird. But I remember, like, hitting that and being like, okay, this kind of hurts. And then, like, I started hitting <laughs> on a different spot, and it was more plastic, and it, like, smashed the thing. And you were next to me, like, yeah, this is awesome. And it was just so, like, I was just, like, jumping up and down, like, screaming. I was just having so much fun. And it was just, it was very therapeutic because... That oh, machine yeah. caused me a lot of um, sleep deprivation and frustration. Yep. Yes. So, so we just, just for sure. beat the heck out of this thing. Just <laughs> All of the campers were in bed, town. just in case anyone was wondering. None of them <laughs> yeah. were watching this happen. Yeah, that's, that's a good disclaimer. Um, <laughs> this is what happens after, <laughs> after kids go to bed. Go to we, bed. Just, <laughs> we destroy old technology for the sake of the good of the people <laughs> but we uh yeah it was an incredibly cathartic experience okay. um to yeah just <laughs> if you ever have it was like i i didn't know this reference until after but i was explaining it i think to my dad or brother and they were like oh it's like office space like and i had never seen the movie office space oh, but there's a scene in there where they like I think it's an old computer uh-huh. and they just like destroy it and it's a whole like slow-mo montage kind of thing <laughs> and if I had known it I totally would have like brought out the camera and done like oh, some sort of cool something cool. and made it like that but um yeah it was a fantastic experience uh-huh. that uh I, one of my I feel <laughs> like that's some like I always forget about that 
because I wasn't at camp that week, I forget that, like, it happened because I was just there, like, randomly. Yeah. And then whenever I think about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how could I forget about that was one of, like, the best moments I've ever had at camp. (laughs) (laughs) It was fantastic. And I was, like, it was no, it was the best for you and me just because we had, we knew why. Like, it's fun. It's fun to hit, like, anything with a baseball bat, but, like, we had, like, purpose yes. to be there. You I know? had, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, reasoning to be there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, unless there's anything else that I didn't touch on that's on your mind, Rachel, I guess... We are, we've, we've, <laughs> we've, uh, we're nearing the end of our time. Mm-hmm. And one of the last questions I had posed for you, which you've already talked about in some regards. So if like, mm-hmm. you feel like you're just hammering old points, I mean, <laughs> just feel free to say however you'd like, but like, what has CYC in any of your experiences from camping, to counseling, to being on staff or directing, um, done for you in your faith life or in your life in general I mean yeah um yeah sure um I would say I think as I've thought about this question uh, for me it's kind of twofold um one I touched on a little bit earlier with it um with the friendships that I've made actually I've touched on it all mm-hmm. throughout this the 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 friendships that you've made that you make at camp are um built on the foundation of the church uh, on the foundation of Christ and those are um I think for me they've been really important because that that incorporates who Jesus is into those friendships like you can you can have conversations about um religion you can have conversations about where you're struggling and where you're thriving and other things just with your closest friends and prior to mm-hmm. college I didn't have that very much and I I wasn't super um, knowledgeable about the Catholic faith in high school, but like, had I had those friendships, I think I would have been, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of given me the, the basis of this is a very important part of who I want my friends to be. And so it kind of gives me, um, that mindset, like when you're making new friends and when you're, when you're hanging out with new people, you have to take a step back and look at, are these people, um, influencing me in the best way they can be, or are they causing me to be a lesser version of myself? Um, and so that yeah. having that foundation of camp with a lot of my friends is, is it kind of creates a faith is a given in those friendships. And so that is really special and really beneficial um, to me. And then the second way that camp, I would say, has most influenced my life and my faith specifically would be, um, in confidence. I, um, like I said, in life and specifically in faith camp has given Mm -hmm. me like just the confidence to, to, I, I keep saying the word confident. It's, it's allowed me to be more confident in my faith and to not be so hesitant about it because a lot of times, Mm -hmm. um, people question the Catholic faith, which is, not a bad thing. It's a good thing to um, to question what you believe in and, and why you believe in it. Absolutely. Um, and I think prior to camp, I was really unequipped to deal with those questions and to deal with 
um, the hesitancy behind living your life as a faithful person. Um, but now that I have years of camp under my belt and like referring back to my previous point, I have the friendships to, um, help me build my knowledge in the faith and, and to create that confidence to be even higher than it is in this current moment. Um, and then going to being confident in life. I just, I think, um, this is kind of a bigger story also, but I remember a very specific moment where I, to this day, I'll for, I'll forever say that camp taught me to be myself. And I remember like a very specific moment in time where, um, I was, <laughs> it's very silly, but I was like, I was accepted. No one made fun of me for something that I liked. And that was just like so simple, but it was also so profound mm. because Okay, whatever. I'm just going to tell a story. It was one time when I was counseling, and I think Sadie Lage, who was on staff this past summer, was counseling with me. And we had, I, High School Musical is my favorite movie ever created. It's, it's just a great movie. It makes me feel good when I'm sad, or it makes me feel good when I already feel good. It's just, it's a good movie all around. And I wanted to, to yeah, I wanted to have a high school musical themed lunch and my directors were like okay we really don't care go for it and I was like okay cool and I didn't think <laughs> that like other people would be super thrilled about it but I was like whatever I'm the oldest counselor here I'm just going to do it because I want to and I remember in that lunch time um at one point we're all in this together came on and at one point I like was doing the dance <laughs> and I like looked around and there were like 10 other counselors doing it with me and I was like what on earth like I didn't know other people liked this movie as much as I did and so it was just like I remember later that night in chapel I was like sobbing about it because it was so <laughs> I don't know it was just so relieving to me that in that moment like I was just like I I don't need to not be myself here like it's just it's just a place where I can love who I am and love like freaking out and being obsessed with little weird things that like are ultimately irrelevant in the grand scheme of life but like they're fun to be excited about and so mm -hmm. um yeah camp has just taught me to be that version of myself um even when I'm not at camp and so yeah to recap there, I would say camp has influenced my life most in terms of the friendships that I have and the people I surround myself with and giving me confidence in my life and in faith. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's just such a fantastic explanation of something that I think that is very, it's very difficult to pinpoint. Mm -hmm. um, but that's something that I, which is an amazing, um, pattern that I hear people talk about with camp is that it's a place that is just um it's so welcoming in in every regard and people feel and more than feel just like have the ability to like feel I guess I can't find a better word than feel mm -hmm. but like feel and and be fully themselves and yes. um I don't know if you're not to like whip out a random quote, but I've <laughs> been it. listening to uh, 
the audio book of uh, you ever listened to or not listen but read C.S. Lewis before yeah, Rachel. I tried a couple years ago, but it was a little <laughs> too over my head at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's there's a lot going on that I'm not gonna act like I understand at all. But, <laughs> it's complex. It's but, very hard. Yeah. Okay. So the one the quote that you made me think of for sure was. I'm listening to The Great Divorce right now, which is such a good story so far, but uh-huh. it's a good book. But um, I'm, and I'm not going to get the quote right, but it's something about love enables people to to be more themselves. Like the more you're loved, the more you are yes. yourself. That which is, is right on the <laughs> nose, right there. That yeah, is yeah. very true. Which I think is pretty difficult to articulate sometimes. And what does that mean fully? And what does that look like? But there's certain experiences I think in life and I guess especially that you like just like you're saying at camp that can help bring that into a fuller understanding or realization Mm -hmm. I think and I just think that's a really beautiful thing and that's something that is always it goes all the way back to like what role is there for you if you're in a service position at camp whether you're counselor staff or director Mm -hmm. and it's like whatever role you want, whatever you are best at Mm -hmm. is here for you. Um, And I I love, I just love that idea, even if, uh, like I said, C.S. Lewis is a very smart man and I I do not understand (laughs) everything fully, but it's a a concept that resonates with me, even if it's not, um, (laughs) even if I don't grasp it entirely Mm -hmm. is my point. But yeah. I like that quote a lot. It's very true. It's really, yeah whatever if anyone knows the full quote that i'm i'm but like paraphrasing (laughs) help me out but um anyways yes rachel i think that's about it um thank you so much for being on the podcast and we're we're zooming right now Uh for context for those listening and rachel's room she's in her (laughs) her room and it's gone from nice daylight to being (laughs) almost pitch dark and i feel so bad it's like still kind of light in here it's just on the screen it's a little dark because it's my computer i think i was figured hopefully because i was like gosh her (laughs) just eyes must be burning right now or something nah i'm good anyways thank you so much thank you for having Um, me thanks yeah, of course. Like Thanks I for said, all you've done for... I can talk about camp for hours, and I will happily do it. So we'll have you on the podcast next week, and the week after that, and the week after that. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> Anyways, I'm in. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. Once again.